0: hello 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 we're just two normal dudes trying to live this jesus life my name is josh
1: hey i'm andrew and we are this jesus life podcast josh we're back dude 2024 we're hitting the ground running i know we had another episode already but welcome back my friend how in the world are you dude i'm good i'm good It,
0: uh, it's cold here in the good old state of Colorado, but other than that, I'm good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It is not that cold here, but it's about to be, and we're supposed to get a bunch of snow again next Tuesday, which would be like the day after people are hearing this. And, uh, it's about to be the weekend over here. So I'm pretty stoked about all of that. Um, and finally, I'm not like sick anymore after the holidays, so I feel I feel good, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, stoked to be here with you. What's uh, dude, you've got uh, the-
0: some Will Watt, uh, Mister Rogers vibes going on right now?
1: Yeah, I try, I try. It's uh, it's chilly. It was cold enough this morning that it broke out this like you can't see it, people, but it's a heavy sweater with uh, with some buttons in the front. And, uh, I look like I could, if I had a nicer shirt on under it, I look like I could be like a professor or, you know, something like that. Uh, but it's just, when we got, when when we got on
0: Andrew was changing his shoes from his outdoor shoes to his indoor shoes. I was like, Oh man,
1: definitely <laughs> hey, Mr. Rogers. Fun fact, just before we got on, I, uh, I had just got these new chainsaw chains and, um, if like, I stepped out and I'm like, I'm going to put on this new chainsaw chain and just see like if it works better. And I cut through a log in like 30 seconds. That was taking right. me like five minutes with the other Yay. chain. So, and I got a two pack of these ones. So I just straight up threw away the others. I'm like, these are As old ones sh- that I've, I've resharpened. They're past their prime. You know, it's just done. It's done. It's Wait, not how do you me. You
0: resharpen it's a cute. chainsaw blade. Like
1: each one? (laughs) It's, it's yes. Every tooth. Uh, but I have this little hand sharpener that you just like, it's kind of like a knife sharpener, but it's not bad. Um, but after you do that a certain number of times, they just like, don't sharpen and cut anymore. And, uh, this chainsaw is like new to me, but I got it on marketplace and the guy gave it to me with two chains that both had been used a lot in the past. So, Anyway, new chain, nice. new saw, good to go, dude. More time to go. in your day. Yeah. Yeah. More that's time in your day. Win man. all around. Save time. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: four minutes, like that's an extra long poop. Like, as long as your poop, like if you want to <laughs> reuse that time, like that's a good day.
1: And if you don't have any Instagram or you're not reading news, that's an extra long poop. If you're reading Instagram or like on your phone, uh, mm-hmm. that's a very short poop for me if I'm That's being true. honest. Well, what I was do you just think adding it average... to like
0: you're already, you're already 15 minutes. I was giving you four minutes to your 15. So now you're at a what good, do you solid 20.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. What do you think your average TOT is? Time on toilet. Uh, <laughs> your average tot. <laughs> uh,
0: it's probably not long. I'm a pretty quick pooper. <laughs> I don't. I just get the job done. Move on. Gonna I'm going to say there.
1: for me, probably like eight minutes, but that's because okay. after about eight minutes, uh, my girls are like, where is dad? And then they realize, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's in the, the bathroom with the door closed and just start hitting the door and being loud. And I'm like, I'm coming out. I'm coming. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, man. That stinks. Nice, totally. Dude. Yeah. T.O.T. Dude. I'd be curious, those listening, email us. Uh, We want to know what yeah. your T.O.T. is as well.
1: Yeah, let us know. I'm not going to give you
0: the email address right this second, but uh, (laughs) in all honesty, I don't want to know, but we'll see.
1: Right. But if you do reach out, we want to know what you think the average tot is, and then what yours is. Like, are you above average, below average, based on what you believe average is? I wonder what. We might get good answers.
0: I'm Googling this. What (laughs) is the average time someone takes on the toilet
1: 18 minutes that's my guess
0: of course the first thing that comes up is oh i found the actual answer first thing comes is 12 seconds average bowel movement takes about 12 seconds yeah sure <laughs> the poop itself maybe
1: well yeah not nah, there's yes oh here it is there's here no- it is here's
0: the average how much of your life is spent on the toilet is the name of the article by Green Gobbler, which is a <laughs> okay, great domain. Green Gobbler. <laughs> uh, so for humans, the average poop duration is around 12 minutes.
1: Oh, 12 minutes. So I was that's, high. That's higher than I expected. I was way high. Yeah, man. Well, hey, people, if you're listening to this Jesus Life podcast, you're welcome. Now you know. And uh, knowledge is power, right? Uh, yep. So. So I use it. To yeah, and try to spread the acronym or the uh you know T O T Time on Toilet. Because yep. <laughs> it's Absolutely. just fun to have a TLA, uh three-letter abbreviation for something. <laughs> um uh. dude, what are we doing? We uh rumor rumor is we're starting a new series. What can you give a little bit of the background? What are where are we going and uh and why why are we going here?
0: Yeah, Andrew's picked up a new habit, um, where uh, he's been he's been participating in different types of drugs, um, just to <laughs> see how they affect his his personality, his his no, mood, no, no, and this not and that. The,
1: not personal so, habit. I meant like the he was like, series. No, 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 this is
0: the series. Yeah, so he was curious. <laughs> like, what does what does God think of specific drugs? So he's just gonna throw out a drug. We're gonna do some research. <laughs> And then determine, oh, man. you know, just is no. God for this or God against this? No. We, we don't know. We, it is what it is. Zero. Chance. Just kidding. Not no. going there. uh there. Hopefully Barb still <laughs> listens to our podcast. She gives you a <laughs> ring. Ding ding. Um. But to uh, no.
1: you, my friend. <laughs> what are you true. saying? Josh?
0: Yeah. Why are you saying this about my son? Uh. Yeah. No, we're we're starting a series on the Holy Spirit. Um. Yes. Kind of just. Unpacking the person of the Holy Spirit and who he is, what does he do, how does he interact with our lives as believers? We don't really know how long this is going to go, but we have a handful of topics, yeah, excuse me, around him um, that we want to kind of talk through. So we're going to kick it off. Um, though this isn't the first time necessarily that the Holy Spirit shows up, um, in the, the recorded word of God throughout the history of time, but this is at least the his big moment on the scene um, where now he, now he embodies all believers um, across the globe uh, and continues to embody believers to today. So when we say like Jesus is in you, it's not actually Jesus, the son. It is the spirit of God. But um, yeah. <laughs> same thing. All, all the same God, right? Yeah. So we're going to look at yeah. Acts 2 today. We're looking at what we call Pentecost, the moment mm-hmm. when the Spirit had come and dwelled in the disciples as Jesus told them he, that He was going to do uh, and kind of started unpacking this and um, kind of looking at, at different aspects of who Jesus is, or the, who the Holy Spirit is. But um, as we continue yeah. through the series, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the Holy Spirit coming and how does that affect or change our lives. We'll talk about fruits of the Spirit, what does it look like yeah. to walk with Jesus and the byproduct walking with with the spirit um the gifts of the spirit we'll go through spiritual gifts that the spirit gives in the miraculous fashion we'll get a little bit of prophecy and fulfilled prophecy and then also Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about revelation uh the coming of what god is going to do but yeah you want to dive into
1: yeah for sure i uh i was just gonna say one thing before reading some of acts two um about the day of pentecost it's um If you have read the Bible often or like heard it taught often, you'll know that when Jesus was like, after he died and was resurrected, and he was spending time with his disciples um, before he ascended back into heaven, uh, into, you know, he to be next to God the Father, Jesus talked about like, I'm sending one after. I'm sending you someone. I'm sending you a helper and aid. And while the Holy Spirit had been mentioned a lot of times in the Bible before that, Josh was saying, like, this is the big moment of the Holy Spirit coming because it's kind of the fulfillment of Jesus' like, this is coming next. Like I'm not just leaving you alone. The Holy Spirit is coming. He didn't I don't think he said the Holy Spirit. He called him help the helper. Um, but here's what happens when he came. So uh, this is out of Acts 2, and the disciples are spending time together in Jerusalem when this happens. So when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Continuing through verse thirteen. Um, now they were standing in staying in Jerusalem, there were staying in Jerusalem God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked. Aren't all these who are speaking Galatians? Uh, then how is it? How is it that each of us hears in our own native language? Parthians, Parthians, Medes, and Illyriates, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Polygria and uh, Familia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, uh, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in their own tongue. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Um, so Josh, I'll kind of pause there. I don't know if you want to read more of Acts 2 as we go, but what are your like first takes or what are your first thoughts as you as you hear that or you've read that leading up to this discussion?
0: what a crazy moment Um, I'd be one I'd I'd wonder like I don't know how much longer how much how much time had passed there we go I can talk um, between Jesus you know chapter 1 of of Acts and in chapter 2 or Jesus letting him know of like hey you need to hang around here in Jerusalem until the spirit comes Um, I don't know if it was weeks. I don't know if it was days. I don't know if Jesus left and the next day the spirit was here, but um, there's probably a fair amount of waiting and anticipation. There's at least probably at least one sleep, I would assume uh, at minimum. Um, So there's this moment of like they're waiting for something to happen. They don't exactly know who the spirit is and what he's about to do. They doesn't know how he's going to show up. Maybe they're looking for someone in the flesh, like Christ again. Maybe Jesus had plenty of conversations with the disciples about Jesus or about the the spirit. So they knew exactly what was coming and we just don't have that recorded. Who knows? Um, But like, here's a crazy moment of him showing up on the scene in the way that he did. Um, Yeah. I just think like, for me, a, a moment like Pentecost is on my bucket list. I should probably travel the world more to see this actually happen because just around English yeah. speakers. But uh, to see this moment where, like, one person can speak and all these translators will translate on behalf of of God and the Spirit to all these different individuals so they can understand them in their native tongue, like, that's, that's a crazy moment. I, I think the biggest mm-hmm. thing to me through reading these types of things um, and other moments we'll see the Spirit move is... Like, there's got to be a reason why this isn't is this isn't seen in today's Christianity right and my guess is it's because we've forgotten the Holy Spirit um, now we don't want to go like all crazy and you know I think there's ways that this has been perversed um, but uh, I, I think there's a high level of um, power that we could be seeing in and around us as God does Mm. his work that we just choose not to engage in. Uh, And for me, like my tradition, I come from a Baptist tradition and saw the Baptist specifically, but um, we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. That was the part Mm. of the Godhead that like, you're like, oh, sure. Like maybe the pastor even skipped over those verses as it said, we baptize you in the name of the father of the son and uh, this other guy. Uh, like there's there's like kind of that mindset of, and probably is right. because there's perversion with the spirit, and you know there's plenty of of way off in the distant, uh, other side yeah. where they're, you know, practicing things they shouldn't be practicing based yeah. on, on, what we understand mm-hmm. of scripture. Um, but I I don't know, I'm not exactly sure. I, I think there's power here that we could, I think we're gonna find over the series.
1: Yeah, yeah. What about you? And dude, going kind of bumping off that, um. Like I, I grew up in a Christian Mer- Missionary Alliance church, and then went to a Wesleyan college, and really wasn't a part of a church. Um, had some time at a Southern Baptist church, then, um, then a Wesleyan church. There wasn't until recently. I've I've never really been a part of a church that uh, talks about the Holy Spirit very often, um, and feel like our. The church we're in now does that in a very balanced way. It's a new covenant church and uh, they leave room for like prophetic words and things, but they have cool checks and balances on that. Uh, there's a lot of people who speak in tongues uh, in the church, but they don't do that from stage because they they believe like, hey, you're supposed to have an interpreter and all of that That happens. So anyway, it's it's cool to be in a faith expression where it's like, yeah, this is very much a part of it. Um, but let's be real. It's like it, it's the one it's one piece of Christianity that feels like it can be like mystical or mm-hmm. uh, unexpected or uncontrollable <laughs> if I'm being real clear. Like it's it's something that you can't just be like, okay, Holy Spirit go and do this or we're gonna do a, a two-week teaching on the Holy Spirit and we know exactly what's going to come out of it right um, because like the Holy Spirit is God actively doing things in and through us right like that's that's not a perfect definition but it is it's like the voice and force and action of God that we can see comes through the power of the Holy Spirit and it makes it very unpredictable right mm-hmm. like and and there are strains of the church that have gone way off the deep end on the holy spirit there are other strains of the church that have like fully ignored it like you were talking about or or maybe not even fully ignored but just like neglected focusing on the holy spirit very much and like it's a balance it needs to be a balance but the reality is like you can't uh we can't control god we can't control any part of God, and we certainly can't control the Holy Spirit. We can ask for God to show up in and through us and and create like a worshipful and expectant heart that God will do that, but we can't tell the Holy Spirit what to do. We could do any more than we could tell Jesus what to do or God the Father what to do. And like even in the way the Holy Spirit breaks onto the scene, in literal like strong wind and flaming tongues that descend on people and make them speak different languages. Like, dude, that is a wild scene and uncontrollable and something that if you were in the room, even if you're Peter in the room, who then jumps in and addresses the crowd afterward, I can't imagine Peter was like, I know exactly what's coming. Maybe Jesus clarified further, like you said, with his disciples to give them some level of expectation. But I doubt he told him like, yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to come in tongues of fire that drop down on you, but don't burn you, but make you speak different languages. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's just it's a wild entrance, and like, and I think that it, it's easy in our faith to move toward like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do the things I can control. I'm gonna like teach the things I can control if I'm a a pastor. I'm going to do the things I control if I'm a just follower of Christ or a congregant or whatever. But the moment you invite the Holy spirit to the party, man, it's like, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows where God's going to want to work and move in you and in his church, but, but he's going to move. He's going to do stuff. So like, watch out, you know, um, dude, maybe I could ask, like, before we go further into acts two, what, uh, What's it look like in your life uh, recently, last few years, you know, like what does it look like for you to involve the Holy spirit or like be cognizant of the Holy spirit and in your relationship with God, like, how's that play out or how has that played out?
0: Uh, I I think probably the biggest shift is giving him credit when he deserves the credit. So Hmm. um, like, I think oftentimes we ask, you know God, let your presence dwell here, or um Jesus, would you help me with these things and though yes, they are involved, like it's the spirit that does this work, and it's the spirit who speaks on God's behalf um to your soul like it's the spirit in those things, so even just addressing to addressing him, I'm um, not necessarily praying to him, and uh, we pray to the Father, but um praying uh in reference to him um uh, I guess just identify him as a, as a person of the Trinity um, more so than, than any other time and, and expecting him to move in, in some pretty remarkable ways. I don't think it's harmful necessarily to give credit to the wrong part of the deity uh, or the Trinity. Um, like, you know, if God, the father is the one that carries all power, um, but we're giving Jesus, you know, that um, uh, honor um, or, you know, it's, the spirit who provides us wisdom um, and is our helper, but we're giving God the credit, God, the father, the credit. um, I don't think that's necessarily bad. Um, um, You know, he is one, you know, in his three persons. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when we do identify him as a part of the Trinity and and acknowledge him as a part of the Trinity, uh, I think that's where this power lies of expecting God to move, expecting God to, to, you know, uh, impact and change lives, expecting God to intervene in our lives in, in crazy ways, and um, mm-hmm. I, I think we limit the power of God because we don't expect the power of God to be present. Um, and I think that's the big piece of of acknowledging yeah. the Spirit. And maybe it's a step one in acknowledging the Spirit. I'll be excited to see you know what He continues to do, um, yeah. you know, through my life and through the lives of those around me. But um, I think that's my big thing. How about how about you? What's what's changed?
1: That's good, man. Um, yeah, similar. Uh, I, it's funny you said like the credit thing because, um, like a while back, uh, so the Bible describes the Holy Spirit a few places, uh, or once or twice as like a still small voice. He's not shouting at you. And obviously in this Pentecost scene we just read, it was like, no, this is a breakout moment. This is not a still small voice. This is like something wild and very different and new, right? In Jerusalem, breaking out, like God is expressing himself in a in a way they had never seen before. Um, but in our like daily life, I think it's fair to think about the Holy Spirit as like, that's the still small voice. Um, I personally like to think that uh, part of being made in the image of God is that each of us has the conscience, a conscience built within us, um, as we commonly call it. I really think that's just a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to understand right and wrong and to be open to what God might be speaking to you. And I think that God like bakes that into all of us from the start as like part of being made in the image and likeness of God. Anyway. That's a tangent, but uh, for me, uh, a while back, uh, I remember hearing that still small voice after I had shared something that I thought was just like my great idea. And then, like, there was a moment of pause shortly after that. And I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me and just quietly, in my own mind, not even audibly, say, like, don't take credit for the things I reveal to you. And I was like, oh, dang. Like, (laughs) yep, I need to like point the credit to God. Like it's not my own smart idea. It's not my own like great insight or understanding. It's like God working in and through me to reveal things. And like, so we should take, I should be more intentional to be like, no, like, I don't know if this is right, but like, I think God revealed this, you know? And and kind of go about that posture. Um, not long ago, over the the holiday break, Christmas and New Year's, um, I I think I shared with you a little bit about like that weird dream I had where I woke up talking to God, and it was all about joy, and kind of led into like, hey, you're in a new season of like needing to of choosing joy, you know. And um, anyway, man, like I think for me. I I need to make space where I'm quiet enough to hear what the Holy Spirit is probably already saying or doing. But so often I'm like moving from thing to thing. Lots of good things: being an employee, being a husband, being a parent, uh, doing things like running the chainsaw, whatever it is. But I'm not often like still uh, without being entertained in any way. And, and for me, uh, I'm trying to, I don't have a great rhythm or practice of exactly how to do this. Um, trying to practice Sabbath has helped a lot. Even things like Saturday nights when we do Sabbath, my wife and I, once the kids are in bed, we don't turn the TV on. We like read books and usually books that are more like spiritual focus or thoughtful or development, you know, like things that aren't, that are more intentional and trying to like, have a quiet slow evening and start to this to the sabbath that that looks very different than the rest of our week but if i don't slow down then maybe like the only time the holy spirit will speak to me or the in a way that i can hear maybe it is in the middle of the night waking me up when i'm not doing anything right uh, or maybe it's in my dreams or maybe just my subconscious so um yeah man like i i i see the holy spirit in my life as a still small voice that's probably always speaking or often speaking, that I just miss most of the time. But uh, but I do try to be more intentional, uh, to to give God credit for the things he reveals to me, uh, or the the things that pop in my mind that I go, that part of me goes, Hey, that's a great idea, Andrew. Well done. That was really smart. Like I try to catch those moments and go, like, nope just glorify God with that idea because he probably revealed it. So I don't know, man. I I don't know if that's helpful, but those are like the maybe practical things in my life of like trying to slow down a little bit and create some space to listen. I'm far from perfect at that, but I think I need it to be able to like sense and understand what that spirit might be saying to me.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah. I I think, I think that's a huge piece of, Um, not just understanding what the spirit's doing and how is he moving and how is he speaking and interceding on our behalf, but also just how do we grow in relationship with, with him, with Jesus, with, with the Trinity with God himself. Um, it's just like, how do you find time to do these things? Like what, what good things do you need to cut out? So the great things can have more space. Um, Mm. and I think that's hard for us oftentimes, Um, to cut out things of our lives, right? Because we do these things because we enjoy them or um, we're content with them or we're comfortable with them. Um, So there's a shift in that. But I I think that's a great thing of like, how do you find space? Um, You're probably Mm -hmm. moving way too fast or at least you think you're moving too fast. Your mind is. Um, Most likely you're probably not accomplishing as much as you think you're accomplishing in life. Um, It's just a facade in your head. But um, I think like, what are those intentional things? Like for me, like coming into this new season, of, of the new year. Like for me, it's, it's prayer. Like am I finding additional time in my life, um, to dedicate, not just to like praying for, you know, um, the things that I want or the things that I'm asking God for or praying for, you know, the prayer request list that, that we carry around from, from our friends and family and, uh, others that we do life with. Um, but, like just dedicating time to do the work of prayer with, with, with mm-hmm. God, with more specifically the spirit. Just think of, uh, Romans. I just finished Romans at the end of last year uh, in my time with Jesus. And, um, there's a verse in Romans that I quickly find cause I couldn't remember where it was, but this is Romans, uh, 20. Nope. Cause Romans doesn't have 20 verses. This is Romans, uh, six, sorry. Verse 26. Um, uh, in in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness um, when we do not know what we ought to pray for. The Spirit Himself intercedes uh, for us through wordless groans, uh, like yeah. and it continues on that you know He He intercedes for all God's people in accordance to the will of God. But just these wordless groans, and I don't know if you have ever been in the season in general. Mm. Those listening or or. Andrew, I, I know you have, but, um, where like you, you don't know what to pray. Like you're at the complete yeah. end of you and all you can get out mm. is groans. All you can get out yeah. is just repeating one word over and over again to God, because yeah. that's all you've got left. And, uh, it's in those moments that the spirit himself is, is present. Um, and more, mm. more importantly, interceding, um, on our yeah. behalf, um, to, to, you know, um, petition God um, for whatever the rest requests are, or however we need him to intervene. Um, I think that just, yeah. it's that piece and we'll probably get more into the characteristics of who the spirit is, but uh, it's yeah. things like that. So when we're going into times of prayer, like am, am I looking at it as just like me talking to a wall, you know, hmm. hoping I'm, I'm throwing these words out into the, the, the air hoping that maybe one day God will hear them or, um, do I genuinely believe that I'm talking to God almighty? Um, yeah through the spirit that he's present with me, that this isn't a distant thing or I'm by myself that I'm, I'm actually sitting with the spirit. Um, and he is also interceding on my behalf to the father. Like, do I genuinely believe that's happening? Um, and in the midst of that, I think (laughs) our prayers are drastically going to change. Um, it's not going to be like, Hey God, help me with, you know, this next meeting that I'm going to have. Not that those are necessarily bad prayers. They're, they're good, but also we're, we're talking about finding the great in our lives. And I think it's the prayers of begging God, um, for the crazy things, the big dreams, the God, I want my life to matter. I want it to count. I I don't want to waste Mm. this life anymore. God, you've done so much for me. I I want to dedicate life Mm. back to you. Like you deserve it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was reading this morning. I'm I'm in Matthew right now. uh, My time with Jesus and um, the story of Jesus healing um, Peter's uh, mother-in-law. He just Mm. touches her hand and and the sickness leaves her and she gets up and starts serving her uh, or he's, she starts serving him. Um, oftentimes that those verses piss people off um, because you're like, oh, like that's all yeah. that's we, we just need a God that wants us to serve Him all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, what kind of religion is that? Um, mm. In all reality, that's all religions. But the benefit of <laughs> of this one is it was out of like gratefulness. It was out of her joy of like, mm. like God, look what you just did for me. Like you completely, like most likely saved her life. Um, and of course, I might want to serve you. Of course, I'm going to give you anything I possibly can because yeah. of what you've so much you've given me, I can't repay. Um, yeah. And I think there's that piece, too, that we just find ourselves in where we're able to walk with the spirit in those places, uh, be reminded of how much he's done, uh, mm. be reminded of of all he wants to continue to do. And we get to this place yeah. of just deep love for Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, to yeah. um, where we just want to dedicate everything. He's get, they've yeah. given us so much. They've showed up so many different ways.
1: Totally, man, that's good. Um <clears throat> as you were talking, uh, I think you you've talked about this in the past of like one thing that can happen is that uh, people can almost deify the, the scripture, like the Bible and and make make what should be relationship with God, of like Christianity lived out. Uh, They can make it like, no, it's just, I need to memorize all these words so that they like sit in my heart. And the the reality is like, we shouldn't deify scripture. We shouldn't deify preaching. We shouldn't deify singing or other acts of worship. We shouldn't make those things God because they're not. We shouldn't do that about prayer either or community, right? There's all these healthy expressions of faith that if mm-hmm. you if you put them in God's seat and say, that is God, if I just do more study, if I just do more prayer, if I just do more preaching or teaching or listening to sermons or whatever that expression might be, then I'll be good, right? Then I am good. Then I am like Christ. And um, th- these are like the means. They're like the tool. They're not the function, you know? Like the tool – of like hey scripture is living and breathing it is like it's not dead and but it's it's also not god <laughs> it's about god it's the things that maybe spending time reading romans like you were talking about um or colossians like I've been listening to and reading uh like you dive into these things to see like god what do you want to reveal to me or remind me of or teach me or teach me how to pray or who to pray for or what to do or how to react in this situation like you read the scripture cuz it's like the tool but yeah. but the thing that makes it have function is the holy spirit right it's it's that he'll bring back the the scripture to mind at the right moment so you can understand what god might be saying the holy spirit often talks by quoting scripture back to us in our own minds <laughs> you know like that's a common way the holy spirit speaks at least in my life, and I think in a lot of other people's lives. And um, like as you go through further through Acts 2, Peter, I'll just summarize real quick. Peter jumps up and he's like, Listen, people, this is not that my my fellow Jews are like drunk. It's 9 a.m. Like no it says it's nine in the morning. We haven't been drinking, no one is drunk. No, this is like the fulfillment of scripture from the prophet Joel, and he quotes a bunch about Joel, and then he immediately flips it and says, "Like, Listen, Israelites, Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you uh, by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, uh, as you yourselves know. Like, this is the current generation that understands who Jesus was and what's been said about him, even if they don't believe he was the Son of God. He um, said, so This man was handed over uh, to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross and and he continues on he preaches uh more he he calls up like David and talks about David's life out of scripture uh and then moves forward into like why David was not the fulfillment of scripture but that Jesus was he pre- he quotes Isaiah and and there's a reason I'm like talking about all these things he quotes it's not it's not that Peter was just this like perfectly organized orator or powerful preacher, he's reacting in the moment to what just happened, right? And part of it is that a tongue of fire, the Holy Spirit, I'm sure descended on him, even though Jesus had already given Peter and others the power of the Holy Spirit or the gift of the Holy Spirit, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Um, like Peter is is drawing on scripture as a tool for the function of preaching the gospel to people who understand scripture and he, n- who need to hear and understand the gospel you know he's like immediately does what the holy spirit does which is like not only speaks to us and does things in us as fellow believers but i think the holy spirit goes around and through and into others and like softens their heart to be able to hear the gospel in the right way and at the right time as a starting point for their relationship with God. Um So I know I'm getting like a little bit rambly, but all of that started by kind of how you've talked about scripture in the past of like, scripture is not God. The Bible is not God, right? But it is a tool to use. Prayer isn't God. It is a tool, Um, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I just felt like that was important to go that direction for a minute.
0: That's good. Yeah. I'm excited where this series is going to end. I'm excited to see what we learn kind of going through this, uh, yeah. together, um, as, as we embark on embracing the spirit more and more in our lives, uh, and not ignoring him. Um, there's lots of resources out there on the topic. Um, one that I read a while back and read again, <clears throat> um, uh, within the last year was the forgotten God by Francis Cham. Always a good starting place on understanding the spirit doesn't that. get into like the deep yeah. of it all. Um, and how do we participate with the spirit and the work of God? But, um, it, it at least gives you a high overview of like, who is he and why is he important? Um, and what does it look like? Um, uh, National Community Church, Mark Batterson's Church, did a series at some point on the Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't remember when, um, but if you like go to their website and search Holy Spirit, um, that was a phenomenal series. And I understand the Spirit more as well. But yeah, I'm excited where we go. Next week, we'll talk about Come Holy Spirit and what does that look like and the fruits of the Spirit and all those fun things. But Andrew, any uh, yeah, final thoughts?
1: Dude, um, as always, just like, how do you get practical about this? And... two thoughts came to mind, and I don't know if you have any, but I guess practically um, a lot of people listening to this might have been raised in either like a really high church expression of church where they probably don't talk about the Holy Spirit very often um, or uh, an expression of faith like Josh and I were kind of talking about where like you didn't necessarily ignore the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't a central focus very often uh, or ever. And I guess I'd just say like, Maybe start by by praying and asking God, like, hey, what do you want to teach me about the Holy Spirit? Or how do I need to see the Holy Spirit differently in my life to, to be able to better hear from you or follow you or understand you? You know, like, start where you're at, but also start with prayer and, like, invite God to speak uh, to you. And then the second, real practical, but uh, I already talked about it, but I know most of us move at a million mi- miles an hour or are just entertained anytime we have a chance to be slow by our phones or TV or whatever. Slow down. Like, take some minutes after you ask God that question. Maybe start with, if you don't have much quiet time, like, start with three minutes. Like, pray that simple prayer. And let's just try to be quiet for three minutes and see if God says anything to you. You know, close your eyes if it's helpful, get in a position of like a posture of prayer you don't normally get in if it's helpful to reset your body and focus your mind, like try that, you know, like worst comes to worst. You're going to have three minutes of meditation, um, but more than likely God's going to like put some words or images or thoughts in your mind that maybe start to answer that question of like, how should I see the Holy Spirit a little differently? so, Josh, other than I know you mentioned some really great resources, that book by The Forgotten God by Francis Chan and the series by Mark Batterson's Mat- Church on the Holy Spirit. Any other like practical what you might do about this takeaways as we as we start this series?
0: Yeah, I think like I think talking to the spirit is is more than than fine. Um, And having those conversations of, you know, spirit help me with these, you know, um, if we ask for wisdom, the spirit gives wisdom, right? There's things that the spirit does that we can expect because uh, scriptures told us that either it was the prophets, the um, apostles um, or Jesus himself told us these things um, that we can hold on to. So practicing those things of when you're confused or you're not exactly sure what to do next, ask him for wisdom um, and watch what, what he'll do. Um, acknowledge him in spaces as you walk into them, right? Like acknowledge that the spirit dwells in you and you want that spirit to impact others lives. So as you walk into an environment um, new or, or familiar, um, be able to say, spirit, I want you to be shown in this place today. Like let them enter, like introduce them to Jesus, the, the reason you exist um, pointing them back to that. So I think those are practical things you can do on top of what Andrew's already yeah. said. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm excited where we go from here.
1: Me too, man. Me too. Thanks for diving in. Let's uh, hashtag, let's get mystical, you know? (laughs)
0: Mystical.
1: There's the mysteries of the
0: gospel.
1: That's right. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you
0: rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from
1: you. You can email us at hello at this Jesus life podcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.